We're talking with Pete Wernick from the legendary band Hot Rise. Uh, Pete not only plays banjo with Hot Rise and many other uh, configurations, but he also has a thing called Bluegrass Jam Camp, which he puts on around the country, and then he has certain people host them. And Rick Sparks is going to be hosting one in Susanville, California, on Wednesday and Thursday, June 23rd and June 24th. I guess with that intro, I'll be quiet and say, hi, Pete. Hi, Felton. It's great talking with you, and you really, you just nailed it. You said so many good things in a little bit of time. Good for you. Okay. Well, That's, you're a pro, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, as we were talking earlier, I was saying maybe I should get a piece of this jam camp thing because I thought I taught you how to walk around festivals and go to jams, <laughs> and then you went, "No, I taught you how to do that." So, well, the the, the actual etiology, to use a major five dollar word, there. Uh, the way I started jamming, you know, I didn't have any lessons or anything like that. Uh, I liked music. I was listening to the hit parade, and I remember Elvis, when he was a country star before he broke as a rock and roll star, I was listening at the age of nine to that kind of stuff. I really loved music, but I didn't play anything, and I fell in with a bunch of people who, uh, in addition to doing the usual teenage stuff, playing cards, playing ball, uh, we were they were also into playing music. And Pete Seeger, you know, growing up in the New York City area in the 60s, uh, Pete Seeger's influence was everywhere because when he had gotten blacklisted in the early 50s, he became a troubadour that visited about every school and summer camp in the whole Northeast. So he actually started the folk boom practically single-handedly, and all kinds of people were playing guitars and banjos, including my friends in the Bronx. And just to kind of fit in, I had a banjo in the house that my dad had bought, and, and a friend started showing me a little bit of stuff on it. And before I knew it, I could play with them because I learned how to follow guitar chord changes. If you can just look over at the left hand of the guitar player, you know what chord to play. And it's, it's that simple, and uh, you don't have to learn anything about music theory or reading music and all kinds of stuff. And a lot of great songs only have three chords. So I was starting to play by the time I was 15, and I heard Scruggs in person and also on record, and that totally dazzled me. And then I sort of branched into bluegrass. But uh, the fact that I could already jam on folk music kind of stuff with um, Charlie and the MTA and songs like that and various Pete Seeger songs, I was able to hear what Earl was doing chord-wise, and that led me into figuring it out. And because I already knew how to jam, I could make liaisons with people. In fact, I guess since this, you're in California, right? Yes. <laughs> well, there's this fellow named Jerry Garcia who is probably famous beyond California. <laughs> at the time, he wasn't at all famous. Uh, when I was 17, I happened to be in Palo Alto because my dad had a job at Stanford that summer, and I did my usual thing, which is I just looked for people to play with, and I got pretty lucky. I played with David Nelson and Jerry Garcia, and me, we were like a little trio of bluegrass people that summer of 63. Jerry, who was a great banjo player, was nice enough to switch to mandolin because I could only play banjo. and So we had a little trio, and you know, just the fact that I knew how to play with other people and learn songs on the fly, that that's that's really what got me into music and cut to the more present time. 
I learned how to teach banjo, and then I wrote a banjo book that sold very well and wrote a bunch of other things and started doing banjo camps. But I started realizing that um, banjos, when you get 20 banjo players together, the jamming is going to not be very bluegrassy because it's all banjos. And uh, sometime in, in 1990s, I started offering jam camps where all instruments were welcome and uh, realized there was quite a large demand for it. Nobody else was doing it. And uh, so I started running jam camps and eventually stopped even doing banjo camps. Then in 2010, or actually 2009, this is a long story, but it leads somewhere. <laughs> uh, my wife got pretty sick one summer, and I just couldn't go to Gettysburg where I was going to run a jam camp. So my lieutenant, whose name is Ira Gitlin, uh, I, from the hospital where my wife was, I, I just wrote all kinds of instructions about how to run a jam camp, and I realized when he had successfully done it, I realized this is something I really need to do is show other people how to do this because I couldn't meet the demand all by myself by a long shot. So what we have now is over 50 teachers who are all over the United States and in several foreign countries. And they basically teach people how to jam. And Rick Sparks has been with me uh, in our organization for most all of the time. And he he's based in um, uh, Reno, Nevada, but he teaches in Arizona and California. And he's a very versatile guy, lovely guy. And so he'll be at Susanville doing two three-hour sessions where total beginners, as long as they can play four chords, are, are welcome, and they can jam like crazy on just four chords, <laughs> and also experienced people if they just want to get into a jam situation and get some pointers. It's all there, and uh, the way to find out about it is go to letspick.org, those eight letters, letspick.org, okay. and just look up, look it up, and there it is. Well, we're talking with Pete Wernick from Hot Rise, who is putting on the bluegrass jam camps around the country. There's going to be one, as he just said, in Susanville on June 23rd and 24th. And uh, once again, what's that uh, website that you go to? It's letspick.org. Pete, I just wanted to find out, is there going to be any Hot Rise stuff in 2021? Um, Not to my knowledge, except uh, I guess I'm not authorized to say exactly what it is, but we're going to get a very special honor in December, and they want us to play, so we're going to play. <laughs> oh, okay. But Where? we haven't been playing very much lately. Basically, we had about a something like a 10-year period where we went from what had been our sort of very occasional post-disbanding mode. Well, the history of Hot Rise started in 78. We're full-time for 12 years. Disbanded, but on good terms so that it was even before the end of the year we did another another gig and we were doing a few every year and then in 2009 i i got together with tim and i said you know this steve martin thing and dolly parton's into bluegrass now and alan jackson all these people maybe we should get back into trying to you know promote ourselves and see if we could you know make some hay while the sun shines and so we did we got management for the very first time ever we started we made a record and we decided the record should all should be all new material so we're not just reprocessing the old stuff from the 80s 
not that we didn't like it, but just had a show that we're now and not just then. And uh, we had quite a run. We we put out a record that got good response, and then we had a big year in 2015. We actually hit 30 festivals that year, and it was it was wonderful. We had a wonderful time and um, kept going. We had a 40 year celebration in 2018, marking 40 years since we started, and uh, that became a record. <laughs> an album with uh, guest artists Jerry Douglas and Sam Bush and Stuart Duncan. So we were a seven-piece, which is weird. <laughs> when, you, when you overload yourself with superstars, you know, it's hard to be a four-piece band anymore. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there was quite a difference, but we, it came out as a record. It was a good record. And, um, and after uh, the year, well, we had a, a second annual 40th, anniversary concert and that was our last official gig and then we just decided you know okay that's that's enough for now let's just let it rest and everybody is super busy doing other stuff you know tim has his own band and we're talking about tim o'brien tim o'brien and he's he's out and about and doing very well and nick is still doing e-town that's nick forster of course yeah, and they celebrated 30 years uh, as a radio program, which is fantastic. Yeah, we carried that on KVMR, yeah. Well, that's very astute of you because it's a wonderful show. And um, then Brian Sutton is busy, produces records, He's uh, he has an online teaching business, and he worked so hard, you know, he went right from high school into being a studio musician, and his house, believe it or not, is paid for. <laughs> and he's only in his 40s. And um, and that's because he's such a dang good studio musician and so versatile and plays all the instruments and great guy to have in a band. And so we, we, we did real well with uh, the time we had. And uh, right now we're sort of, you know, we haven't made any uh, agreement not to play. We just... We're just not trying to get gigs, and we let our management go, and um, it's all okay. You know, um, I'm 75 now, so I'm not exactly hankering to go uh, spend a different, you know, uh, every night in a different hotel in a different city, uh, but I am running a string now of over over a year of sleeping in the same bed, which has not happened since I was a teenager living at my parents' house. Well, I think COVID did that to a lot of people. So It that, did. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pete, that's just a, a great story about Hot Rise, and we certainly hope maybe in 2022 you guys decide to do a couple gigs because we'd all love to see Hot Rise out on the road again, or at least here at Strawberry or someplace nearby. We've been talking with Pete Wernick from Hot Rise, who puts on the Bluegrass Jam Camps. The next one that he's putting on is going to be hosted by Rick Sparks. It's going to be in Susanville, California, on Wednesday and Thursday, June 22nd and 23rd. And Pete, what's that website again to get more information? Let'spick.org. That's Pete Wernick from Hot Rise. Thanks for talking with us, my old friend. You're so welcome.